Hello, welcome to the Ladybird podcast. I'm Fretha from Tagalili Quinn, and this is the little elephant who wants to fall asleep, Reclaim Bedtime series. In this podcast series, real-life mums and dads will be talking through their experiences of using the new book, The Little Elephant Who Wants to Fall Asleep, which is the sequel to the much-talked-about The Rabbit Who Wants to Fall Asleep, which was hailed as the bedtime book for parents in 2015. Using a set of language structures and relaxation techniques, the book aims to soothe and relax children so they fall asleep more easily. Hi, I'm Abby from You Baby Me Mummy, a family lifestyle blog. I'm a professional blogger and mum of a three-year-old girl who's quite a live wire. I'm today sharing with you my experience of using the books The Little Elephant Who Wants to Fall Asleep and The Rabbit Who Wants to Fall Asleep. So this is The Rabbit Who Wants to Fall Asleep. Look at the rabbit. And there's a house. And there's a house. Yeah, so Mummy's going to read this now. I'm going to tell you a story that can make you feel very sleepy. Now, some people can fall asleep straight away, while others wait a little while until you drift off to dreamland. (gasps) Ava, I'm wondering just when will be the best time for you to go to sleep, now or before the story ends? Our normal bedtime routine, although my daughter's three and a half, she goes to bed at six o'clock because she's been totally crazy all day and basically she can't stay awake any longer. So we take her upstairs and it doesn't actually normally include a story right before bed. She has her story around four o'clock normally and then because she's quite tired when she goes upstairs, um, she doesn't normally find it too difficult to wind down to go to bed The only problems we do have is if she sneaks in a nap in the day and then she's quite crazy at bedtime and then we find it really difficult to get her to switch off. I think the concept of the books is really brilliant. For my daughter, I don't think she would always need the books, as in them to be read to her every night. But I think when she's quite um, hyper and she needs to be calmed down a bit, I think then I would dip in and out of both books. You could tell the book was written based on psychological concepts. Using my daughter's name is the bit that she liked most about both books. She just loved to hear her name and she really sort of perked up her attention in a way and it seemed to make the book more real to her with her name being in it. I think the bold was fine and the going slower was fine. I think sometimes how the book's phrased, obviously it's that's the reason it's phrased like that is because of the sort of psychology behind it, but it meant it didn't always flow as well as uh, a normal children's storybook. Ellen's mummy waves to you sleepily and says, Good night, sweet child. See you in the morning when you've slept soundly all night. Ellen the elephant says to you, Come with me and I'll show you where I usually fall fast asleep. It doesn't matter if you will easily fall asleep before the story is over. I get tired very quickly when I'm about to drift off to sleep and someone is reading me a story.
when we used her name in the story, it certainly made her attach herself to the story a little bit more. Um, we've then gone on to use some of the techniques in other bedtime stories we've read her, mainly using her name. Um, and it's been a really good technique to get her to sort of identify a little bit more with the story. I definitely think that the slowing down of the words helps her feel sleepy and just relaxed. In the story, you are recommended to use the child's name sometimes. And my goal with that is to help the child associate even more with the rabbit. So when the rabbit gets more and more tired, the child would, will follow that and be more tired as well. Sometimes in the story, it says yawn, and you as a reader then are recommended to yawn. And I would say that the goal of that is to be a little contagious and help the child to perhaps yawn as well as our boy is doing when we say yawn in the story. And um, it helps the child to focus on sleep in this case. these books when my daughter is a little bit wild so when she's had either a long weekend or she's just a little bit um, sort of crazy we call us <laughs> probably not that great but um, and I would use those I would use the books then I think that she, I think even now she knows it's a signal to have some sort of quiet time and relaxing time and for her to be less involved in the book than she would be um, with a normal story. I think the only thing would be to make it a little bit shorter for my daughter. But again, that's not a huge issue because I think with these books, you would use them to read chunks at a time. I wouldn't necessarily sit and read the whole book to her. Um, I think that I think I, know, I think it says in there that you, even if the child falls asleep to continue to read them. Um, but I think for us, for our family, we would just dip in and out and use chunks where appropriate. So I don't think the length, in a way, is that much of an issue. Since Roger was certain that he would fall asleep, he told you, Ava, it is OK to fall asleep now before the story ends because he knows that it has a happy ending and you will both fall asleep. The rabbit was the first one we read, so... In a way, that was the one that my daughter latched onto. But the illustrations in the elephant were a lot nicer, a lot more sort of modern and beautiful. So if, if she was with me and we were reading the book, which isn't how it's recommended, but she would prefer the elephant. But I think the rabbit being the first one she read is the one that would have more effect. I think the audiobook is a really good idea. Um, however, I also think that my daughter personally likes to hear mummy's voice reading her the story so although it's a good idea and we might try it I still think it would be more effective for her to have me reading it to her. Reclaiming bedtime for me is doing more work <laughs> as a, a sort of freelancer anytime I have is, is goes into working but it was nice. <laughs> I think the book did work for us I initially as I said, it was it's hard to get into the groove of reading the book because it's it's a different uh, format. But I definitely think it, I'm glad that we have them in our arsenal at home to um, pull out when we need them. I'm Abby, and you can find out more about me on my blog, youbabymemommy.com. And thanks for listening.
look out for the next episode of the Reclaimed Bedtime series, where we will hear from more mums and dads on how they get on with the book at home. <laughs>